This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 4, Wolves 0. Fans back, same old Reds. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel as we react to the Reds putting on a show for the returning 2,000 fans to Anfield for the first time since March. Coming up, Jurgen Klopp. Getting out of the, 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 the dressing room for warming up, that was a proper goosebump moment. Um, it was really emotional. It was during the game emotional. It was outstanding. It was so nice to hear you never walk alone again. The Echoes Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst on a perfect night for the Reds. The injury crisis was starting to ease. Naby Keita was back on the pitch. So was Trent Alexander-Arnold. Keevan Callagher was excellent in goal. It really was just a fantastic night for the Reds. Plus, we hear from you, the fans, and a couple of familiar voices from inside Anfield. 2,000 people felt like a lot. It might not have seemed like a lot before the game, but in this in this ground, in this, in this stand, in the cop where I am, it felt like a lot. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. 269 days since Liverpool fans were able to watch a match live at Anfield. Uh, it was probably worth the wait. This one, uh, Liverpool 4, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0. Uh, one of the best performances of the season for Jürgen Klopp's team. They got level on points with Tottenham at the top of the Premier League. Uh, kept it off top spots, only on goal difference with the Londoners to come here at Anfield later this month. Uh, from start to finish, this was pretty much a perfect night for Jürgen Klopp, uh, who saluted the fans at full time. Uh, first time he'd been able to, to see that in a, in a long while and uh, how great it was to see that as well. Uh, Liverpool were, were excellent from start to finish here, they really were. They uh, flew out of the traps and got an early goal when Mohamed Salah made the most of a mistake from Conor Cody to, uh, to give Liverpool the lead, his 11th goal of the season. Uh, Sadio Mane was excellent throughout, um, had a couple of chances in the first half. Um, he probably could have had a, had a hand in the fourth, but it's, uh, it's going to go down as a Nelson Semedo own goal. But uh, before that, it was Gini Wijnaldum who made a 2-0 with a Liverpool counter-attack in the second half. Uh, just passed it into the top corner, really was a great finish from the Dutchman. And if, uh, if Liverpool have anything to say on his future, it's a no-brainer for them. They absolutely have to ensure that he stays beyond uh, next summer when he can, uh, he can leave on a free. Um, his contract, as you say, it's up in June next year and he's able to speak to clubs in January. So um, Liverpool, um, it's looking uh, looking like it could be a tough situation for them on that front. But uh, as I say, if it is anything down to them, then they absolutely have to try and get Genie Wijnaldum tied down to a long-term deal. He was excellent here throughout alongside uh, Jordan Henderson and Curtis Jones, who was once again uh, very good in midfield. He's becoming a real star of, of this season, a breakout star in his first full season uh, in the Liverpool first team. Liverpool made the three when uh, Jordan Henderson played a short corner to Mohamed Salah and uh, his cross was met by Joel Matip who finished in front of the cop. Um, the, uh, the, the 2000 in the cop or the 1500, sorry, um, really enjoyed it when, uh, when Matip headed home. Uh, and Liverpool's fourth arrived from uh, Nelson to me, the one goal after uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold's cross. Uh, he came on for around about the final 20 minutes or so. It was a superb pass, uh, cut everyone out and uh, left Manny with a simple tap-in. But uh, Semedo uh, somehow got a slight tackle in and it come off him and uh, eventually went past Rui Patricio for, uh, for Liverpool's fourth. So uh, all in all, a perfect night for, for Jürgen Klopp and Liverpool. There you go, uh, joint top of the Premier League, uh, kept off top spot by goal difference, as I say, with Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, the injury crisis is starting to ease. Naby Keita was back on the pitch. So was Trent Alexander-Arnold. Keevan Callagher was excellent in goal. It really was just a uh, fantastic night for the Reds here um, in their first match in front of fans for 269 days. It's finished here. Liverpool 4, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0. 
Paul Gorst watching on at Anfield and finally there with supporters in tow. Salo, Vinaldum, Matip and a Semedo own goal getting the job done for the Reds and a VAR overturn in favour of Liverpool. Some night for the fans to return. What did Jurgen Klopp make of it all? Well, here he is speaking in his post-match press conference. Good evening, Jurgen. Great, great performance. I think we could see at the end with your fist pumps in front of the cop how much you enjoyed having the fans back. But just tell us, what was it like? Did 2,000 people make more noise than you would have expected? And how emotional was it hearing you'll never walk alone again? Uh, having all that back without a football game would have been already great, to be honest. Uh, but thankfully, we had a football game. So when we came out for warming up... Um, we all had no idea what we, what we should or what we can expect. And um, when we came out, we all had goosebumps. It was incredible. When the first player, um, when, the, when the people saw the first player, then they they obviously got quite noisy. And um, and so we, we, the rest who were still in, thought, oh my God, that sounds really loud. And then you come outside, you see not the real faces, but you see the, the group of people. And um, it's it was very emotional, to be honest, um, after 10 months. Without that, it's yeah, it's just a wonderful, wonderful sign. Um, it's a little bit like the news that um, the people, the smart people who who can, or I don't know, invented a vaccine. Um, so like, oh, finally, okay, we get it only in a few months and stuff like. But we know um, it's ready, so now we can start doing that. These kind of signs, having people in the stadium, is another really good sign. Hopefully, everything goes well and we can build on that as a as a society, not only a football society. So that's that's really nice. And the people were on top of that, not only in the stadium, they're in best shape, and um, that was really really nice. So it was. Um, if none of my players tells me, or the medical ground tells me somebody's injured, then it was a perfect night. <laughs> um, was that performance um, tonight the closest this season that you've come to the Liverpool of last season, the results that you're putting in week in, week out last season? And were the fans partly to do with that? <laughs> Close. Yeah, with the fans, of course. So it's, it's, it's different. Eh? So it had, what can I say? Um, we played a super game against Arsenal. We played a top game at Chelsea. We played a few really good games already this season. Um, but tonight, we could only play this one game. And that was a, was a top performance against a really, really good side who couldn't get really in the game tonight. And I think that was first and foremost because of the way uh, my boys played and um, was really difficult against us tonight. It was a yeah, a really, a really, really good high-level performance. Okay, we've got Simon Stone, and then that's it. Unless anyone else puts their hand up, so Simon, you're the uh, final question. Questions, unless anyone else uses the hands up. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, obviously, at the end, you you did what you did, and it's your connection with the fans, and that's one of the things that endears you to uh, the supporters here, and and has been part of your management. Some of the fans that I spoke to today said it was like going to your first, going to their first game. It was like it was all starting all over again. Was there any element of that for you? Because the fans are part of you, really. They are. And it's nice that we, that we could give them back a little bit because, look, the, the playing without fans is difficult, but watching football, 
but knowing you usually would be there is difficult as well. So we are absolutely in the same boat and it was really nice to have that um, common experience tonight. Yes, I, I get it 100% that it felt like it's the first time because it felt for us the same. It absolutely no, I had no idea what to expect, to be honest. Um, I, before the game, I told the boys, so um, by the way, uh, we have today's supporters in the stadium. Everybody knew that, but I forgot it during the week, to be honest. So to, to talk about it, what will be different and stuff like this or that. And I don't know what will happen. So, um, but it's, if it's good, we have to use it. If it's not good, we have to ignore it. It was outstanding. It was outstanding. Getting out of getting out of the the, the, the dressing room for warming up, that was a proper goosebump moment. Um, it was really emotional. It was during the game emotional. It was outstanding. It was so nice to hear you never walk alone again. It was. Um, how's that? If nobody's injured, it was a perfect night. And then to finish with, Carl Markham. There you are, Carl. Hi, Jürgen. Hi, Carl. Um, you, aside from, from the fans issue, I just want you to describe it as a perfect night. I just wondered what was the, the thing that pleased you most about the performance. We've got another clean sheet. We've got, we got Kelleher playing well. You know, what was, what was your favourite moment on the pitch? I don't have a favorite moment of pitch because of the game was so good for that. What I had, what I had is look, we you prepare for Wolves, which is difficult anyway, and you don't know which system they play. And you see the lineup, we still don't know which system they play because they don't play against us usually. I think in the last game in the last line today, he played in midfield. So we are not too detail obsessed, but we are um, in the detail. So it's. Oof. You think, okay, what can I tell players? I say, we prepared for five in the bag, now they play with four in the bag and stuff like this. And then you just hope because not too much, many things change for us, but something, a few things change actually. And so the boys adapted just exceptionally well and, and used used our formation in, in a really good manner and played in the spaces we had to play. So that's what I, was, what I enjoyed the most. Plenty of sensational um, individual um, performances obviously from the young boys really great Nico Williams we only took off because obviously the plan of Wolves was to 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 to, to bringing um, Traway on the left winger that he can uh, or if, maybe if Nico makes one more foul then he gets maybe the second yellow stuff like this that was the only reason he played really really good um, Sander had a few moments where he controlled the ball which I still don't understand how he can do that these kind of things a lot of lot of good performances and that's why you can win a football game. Jurgen Klopp delighted with the night showing and seeing the return of supporters. On that, let's get to some of those inside Anfield tonight watching on Liverpool.com's Dan Morgan, one of the lucky few, as was the Echo's very own Sean Bradbury. Oh, well, where's that with that one? What a night. Absolutely brilliant. It's one of those experiences as a Liverpool fan that's quite hard to put into a hedge, really, but I'll give it a go. Um, so, yeah, I was one of the very, very lucky few to be successful in the ballot and be there at Anfield tonight to see fans back in front of this team, the champions, um, giving their due at home. Uh, it, it just brilliant. I mean, start with the kind of safety and the the match day aspects of it, if you like. All first rate, you know, everything along that side of things did feel like it, it just couldn't have gone better, certainly from what I experienced and witnessed. You know, the several kind of mandatory steps you had to take in terms of safety. You had to have a temperature check on the way in. You had to do an online health questionnaire 20, up to 24 hours ahead of the game. 
then there was other other steps in terms of safety like everything inside was cashless payments you had to take your cards your, your ticket itself was electronic so that was all done on your phone and yeah I, I think that's that hopefully is the main thing really to take from it you know before we start looking at performances and the result itself is that you know it's been such a grim and painful year for so many people that the return of fans to games is just a welcome boost at, at, at the end of this year and hopefully is the sign of better things to come next year obviously there's still a long way to go and a lot of hard work on that front but the way it was handled tonight I thought was good and certainly did look like there was the, the potential to bring more fans into Anfield and I think you could you know if, if it's similar circumstances in other stadiums I think you could extrapolate that argument and say other places could perhaps do that as well when it's safe to do so but yeah, so the cop and the main stand were open tonight. Vast majority of fans in there. I think around 1,500 were on the cop. And then there's a few hundred in the main stand. But, yeah, just what a, what a special occasion. I think you could see in, in the build-up to it, you know, you hear what the players were saying and what Klopp was saying about how special it had the potential to be. And I think that was just borne out. You know, there was one moment that stood out in the first half. I think it was just before the half-hour mark. There was a good two-minute spell or at least the minute where the cop just sang um, Firmino's song pretty much solidly, a, a good extended airing of that. I think it's, that's the kind of thing, the kind of emotional connection and, and touch from the fans that has really been missing. I think football, a lot of people would acknowledge and say this has almost felt like a different sport at times over the last, you know, certainly this season and the back end of last season after Project Restart, but that connection between fans and supporters, sorry, for fans and the players, um, and the idea of having shared moments and being able to celebrate together and, and just you know connect at the ground was was back in spades and I thought that was a really nice touch. It just, it just felt like the cop did that deliberately, you know, to, to give for me you know a bit of a lift. Who's obviously he played very well tonight and he, he has done in a few games recently, but he's got Diego Jota breathing down his neck now, hasn't he? And he's perhaps not hit the heights this season that he has in previous seasons. So. Just yet, yeah, a, a lovely warm touch, the kind of thing you'd expect from the cop and obviously the kind of thing you're only going to get in grounds when fans are in there. Um, all the bits that made it a really special night, just right at the full-time whistle, obviously Klopp did his trademark fist pumps in front of the cop, which we haven't seen for a little while. I don't think he, even he could resist that after a night like tonight. And then right on the after that, um, George Sefton, voice of Anfield, as I'm sure many will know him on Twitter. Um, put all things must pass by George Harrison on over the tannoy which yeah I just thought that that was a lovely touch obviously a lot of big Beatles fans in this city and George Harrison fans and that just sent a nice little message to everyone who was in there and hopefully everyone who was watching as well that it could be your turn soon you know the, 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 everyone who got lucky in the ballot this time won't be eligible for future ballots until everyone who is able to go in with their season ticket or 19 credits from the season before last had, has gone in so you know very, very fair way of doing things as well Think the club deserves a bit of praise for so yeah it's just on the organizational side of things and i suppose the emotional side of things it's hard to really better that night and, and then you look at the performance you know one of them speaking to a few people in the ground around me and coming out you know all, all the pundits had not all of them but quite a lot of them had wolves maybe to get a result here you know i can kind of understand why very impressive team you know they had their own issues with injuries certainly with uh, certainly with him and his out but, you know, you, you look at the Liverpool team and it was a little bit depleted. Although the bench looked great tonight and, you know, a few of those guys came on and good to see Trent back. But ugh, Liverpool just blew them away, really. There was a little bit of danger, perhaps, first half and at one spell early in the second where they started to get at Liverpool a little bit. But for, for the vast majority of it, the Reds were well on top. Lots of superb goals and lots of notable performances. I'd say the ones who really stood out to me first half would, would be Kelleher again. 
I think that the thing with him, it, you don't. It's a bit like Fabinho at, at centre back. You just forget that he's actually, uh, you know, usually a defensive midfielder. He's just slotted in there and done so well. But with Kelleher, you know, you forget how young he is and how inexperienced he is in terms of being part of the first team picture. He was, he was excellent. Uh, made one big save first half and kind of chipped effort from just inside the box did really well to tip that bit uh, wide and then just in general he exuded confidence and maturity showed the maturity beyond his years came to claim a lot of balls really well and just looked looked like he belonged really which is you know very very good news for Liverpool and the other one first half especially so that was Jeannie Wijnaldum I think if I was clocked tonight I'd be locking that dressing room until he signs a new deal I mean if there's absolutely any way of convincing him to stay I think his performances this season merit it. This was, you know, at half time, everyone around me in the main stand was saying how oh, well he's playing. And then he goes and does what he did in the second half in terms of firing that thunderbolt. Be very interesting, really, to, to see what happens there. I think it does look for all the world like he's going to be off and perhaps fancies a new challenge where he can play further forward. You know, he's been quite selfish, really, hasn't he, at Liverpool in the last few years? But maybe there's there's something else for him out there but if there was any way of tying him down I think it would be it would be great but everyone really you can you can go through them all Henderson thought was brilliant he really really sees and, and feel his leadership qualities um, being back in the ground and obviously with there not being that many fans there you can hear him quite a lot it was really telling straight after I think it was the second goal the one Adam goal he was the one who you know celebrated but then he was straight over to the touchline getting instructions little tactical tweaks you know that set Liverpool up for um two more goals and to see it out really well so he was excellent but a lot of them did all the forwards I thought did well um, you know, to, to see Mane and Salah again in, in full flow see them both get a goal just again witness live how aggressive they are in terms of winning the ball back high up the pitch and how constantly menacing they are is, was, was pretty special but yeah just as, as a whole experience absolute privilege and pleasure to be there and I just hope that the main the main takeaway from tonight, you know, apart from the statement that was made on the pitch, really is the statement statement that was made off it. You know, Liverpool, certainly in my view, did everything well in terms of organisation and safety. And hopefully, you know, if if the conditions in in a wider sense, in terms of the fight against the coronavirus pandemic, allow for it, it would just be brilliant to see fans back in there on on a wider scale. And hopefully, that is the case as as 2020 is is left behind and we get into the new year. Sam Morgan for Liverpool.com. Um, great night, brilliant to be back in here, you know, unbelievable. Um, so much in terms of emotion. To just be back in this place after after so long is is unbelievable. And not at the end, with the manager, with the players, everything, the whole enterprise just felt a bit real again. And it just felt like we were actually supporting a football team and we were actually invested in something, which we are. Um, and 2,000 people felt like a lot. It might not have seemed like a lot before the game, but in this in this ground, in this in this stand, in the cop where I am, it felt like a lot. On the pitch, you just get to see why the champions. You get to see why they're as good as they've been over the last couple of years. You get to see why they're as modest and as humble as as they've been described. Um, there's no real way to describe them, but we will do our very best over the coming hours, days, and weeks. Um, but for now, I'm going to go home, put my feet up. See you later. Ta-ra. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. And yeah, that was a fun one, wasn't it? Um, great to see fans back in the stadium at Anfield, obviously. Gutted I couldn't be one of them. 
Of course, I'm incredibly jealous of the 2,000 or so Reds who got to be the first back in there to watch the champions tonight. And even more jealous watching it at home when I realised we had to put up with Paul Scholes doing punditry on a Liverpool game. Um, but I do love Tildesley and McCoyst on comms, so swings and roundabouts, really. Um, and how incredible was it to hear you'll never walk alone from the fans again, though? It's been far too long and obviously you know the chance of champions it's crazy to think we haven't been able to witness that since Liverpool have won the title we obviously of course got Klopp's fist pumps in front of the cop after the game as well which was wonderful to see again and yeah great performance uh Diogo Jota not starting against his former club which was a bit of a surprise although Klopp said I think it's maybe too soon he might still have a bit too much sentiment for Wolves but None of the rest of the team seem to, <laughs> judging by this performance, you know, great to see Kelleher, Curtis Jones, Nico Williams all keep their places after their fantastic performances in Europe midweek. Um, and they continued that good form here, I thought. We made really good start to the game. We just weren't able to find the breakthrough initially and create that many clear-cut chances. And then we got that gift of an error from Connor Cody to let Mo Salah in to score the first goal. Um Maybe, you know, I thought maybe he does want that move back to Liverpool after all. But judging by what he did later, perhaps not. But um, that'll have been a sickener for him to make that error at Anfield, to be fair. You know, if you misjudge a touch like that, who is one of the last players in the known universe? You want bearing down on you to pick up a misplaced ball because Salah does not miss those. Um, and yeah, as I said, Cody tried to make up for it. Um for Wolves going down very easily to try and win a penalty, shall we say? I think my thoughts watching that at home very much echoed the thoughts of Jordan Henderson and Andy Robertson. But nice to see a VAR decision go our way for the first time in ages, it feels like. Craig Pawson, fair play to him, went to the monitor, correctly overturned the penalty decision after he saw Mane hadn't actually made any contact against Cody. Uh, and this is exactly what VAR is supposed to do. And this is an example of it working correctly and effectively. Wish we saw that more, to be honest, this season. But slight worry that even though it was so clear cut, I bet I wasn't the only one with this as well. Like I was still worried when the ref went to the monitor that he might still somehow stick with it being a penalty, which again, isn't a great sign about the state of VAR at the moment. But there we are. Um, and then... You know, second half, what a goal from Ginny Wijnaldum in front of the cop. Beautiful curler, round the defender into the corner. Um, please sign a new contract, Ginny. We love you. And then Matip with a great header to make it three. You know, two players there who are so important to this team. Maybe the two aren't spoken about as much as some of the, the absolute stars, but so important, especially right now with all the injury worries. And on that front, we got... Positives, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold returning in this game. The news that Oxlade-Chamberlain could be back in the next few days as well. We obviously need all the fresh legs we can get right now, especially looking ahead to that match against Spurs in, what, a week and a half, which is going to be massive given how the table is. Um, and yeah, Trent coming on, we saw his quality with that crossed pass, which ended up, uh, Mane claimed it, but it, it was obviously an own goal to make it 4-0 in the end. Um 
And yeah, it it was just, you know, Wolves threatened. They had their moments, but they definitely missed Raul Jimenez. And I think from Liverpool's point of view, it was just they controlled the game so well. It was a really fun second half performance in particular. I think a great game for the fans to be back in Anfield to witness live. You know, the first game back, it felt like the supporters being there maybe drove on the players to give a top performance because, as I said, they controlled the game brilliantly never let Wolves get a foothold in the game, really, and then exploded into life time and time again in in the second half in really thrilling ways, to be honest. And, yeah, this was what we wanted to see, a performance of champions in front of the fans back in Anfield, and it was a joy to watch, to be honest. So more of the same next time, please. Up the Reds. Cheers. Mark Baker reflecting on Liverpool versus Wolverhampton and Wanderers at Anfield. Really good performance. Possibly could have been a bit of a challenging night. Wolves have a tendency to soak up a lot of pressure and not very proactive in terms of engaging the ball high up the field. But obviously have really good tools on the counter-attack. Pacey players who look to stretch the game. Now, a lot of the time you could criticise Wolves and say, well, do do they get in good enough areas to allow them weapons that they have to really decide outcomes of games. And I think sometimes they don't. And and obviously today was another one of them nights. However, most of that was because of Liverpool. Again, the outstanding coaching of positions of their players within the field, meaning that Wolves, apart from a few sporadic opportunities within the first half where Liverpool made pressing errors in certain areas of the pitch, never really had a great deal of opportunities to score the the opening goal in the game. And obviously, the opening goal in any game is so important, especially in the way that Wolves play. And that would then give them that opportunity to try and hit on the counter-attack. So, really well-managed game from Liverpool. And Salah, I mean, you sort of run out of words to see how decisive this player is and, and has been for Liverpool and continues to be. Okay, makes a run from out to in. No different than normal. But he's absolutely relentless in their movements. And you can talk about a bit of fortune in the terms that Coricody has made a mistake, but it's all made by the movements. The fear that he lingers on your shoulder. And then when he's actually into the position, outstanding use of his body to be able to get in front of his man, manipulate the ball under pressure, and then obviously finish with his laces. So once Liverpool get that first goal, it always makes the night a lot more comfier. I think the big thing for me, regardless of the game today, is obviously Fabinho and Matip again played centre-half. And I think, for me, Fabinho is going to play centre-half of this season now. Now that Van Dijk and Gomez are injured, and I think with the options Liverpool have coming back into midfield, I think he will play 99.9%, if not 100% of, of games this season now at centre-half. And I think the, the pair have shown... I mean, the, the pair, of, the two of them are, are excellent players. There's no question about that. I think the big question mark would be, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, however, is can you really rely on them two players being your starting two centre-backs on a week-to-week basis? Because if you could, I think Liverpool could potentially manage the season even without as big an influence as Van Dijk because you still have two elite players 
playing in the roles okay for being a midfield player but his his capability to adapt to the position means that you'd still be confident that Liverpool okay would not be the force they were with Van Dijk and they'd be more vulnerable to some extent however that would be marginalised because you're comfortable in the knowledge that them two players can manage you through the season and have enough quality to do so I think obviously the problem being that Matip you, for me you just can't reckon along the lines that Matip is going to be fit for enough fixtures that Liverpool need him to be and so that's why I'm so intrigued to see about January's transfer market because obviously that leaves Nat Phillips and Reese Williams now to be perfectly honest I mean no one knows the level them two players are at there's obviously a massive drop off in terms of their experience previous level played at and let's be perfectly straight about this Nat Phillips was going out the club in the summer now that's not to say he's not a capable player but it's obviously obvious that he's nowhere near the level of the other incumbents in that position so Reese Williams has obviously got very limited experience at a lower league level so as much as and I know Liverpool don't make signings off the cuff they really don't but I think they have to still be looking to potentially find a player in that position to be able to achieve what they want in this season as much as I keep thinking about it I just don't think you can reckon against them two players staying fit for the majority now if Klopp believes he can get one of the two other players in Phillips and Rhys Williams to a level to be able to step in for games I think it's a massive ask but listen only the manager will know that he sees them on a, on a week-to-week basis and always is more inclined to work with the players at his disposal than making short-term signings. So I think if the right player became available in January, it certainly would be a player for the long term. How many of them players would be available in January at that elite level? I mean, I don't know enough about European football. That's obviously for the jobs of the the scouts who work at Liverpool to do. So really interesting one for me. And it's probably the most interesting thing, I believe, within the season because I think it'll define so much of, of how the season plays out for Liverpool if they can manage that area of the pitch with the correct personnel. I thought both players, Fabinho and Matip, were excellent again today, alongside Andy Robertson, who just seems to be getting better and better. Not only, obviously, I mean, for me, I can count on one hand the number of times he's been exposed defensively in terms of being isolated, ever looking vulnerable, but his quality is even getting better in terms of the final third and and what he offers, not just the energy, but the actual quality of his technique and, and delivery and selection choice when he gets in that final third. So there was loads of really good performances. I know I touched on Vinaldum in a previous podcast in terms of his contract situation. I always find it quite interesting that when it's talked about, it's almost as if, well, why wouldn't Vinaldum? Why would Vinaldum want to leave Liverpool? But like I've said before, you know, you can't underestimate how much of a club decision this may be in terms of not being willing to offer a bumper contract to a player at that age with a squad who were going, growing old at the same age profile. So it's just an interesting one for me to see whether it falls somewhere in between them two things or it is one side or the other. But the idea that it's just Van Alden's decision, I think it's an interesting one because I don't necessarily see it as that. Obviously, I have no idea. Just, just, uh, just an idea I get about maybe Liverpool not... Maybe knowing they have to sacrifice some of the players within that age range whether Vijnaldum with the midfield options and potential players in that area would be the one to sacrifice but then again you think to yourself well he plays every single football game and 
it's unbelievable the the amount of uh, fixtures he's available for and what he brings to the team both with and without the ball so it's, I know I've mentioned him before so it's one to talk about for another day really good performance from Liverpool a really important one everyone else seems to have won this weekend and Liverpool need to put themselves in a good position coming out of this Christmas period as they go on to go on to the rest of the season which hopefully they can do so in the next few weeks Mark Baker and Alex Watt sharing their thoughts on the night's action at Anfield. Let's now, though, get into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Brad Fairclough writes, Absolutely outstanding tonight. The best way to make a potential banana skin of a game look easy. But more importantly was the way to welcome back the fans into Anfield with a 4-0 win with outstanding performances throughout the team. Salah from minute one looked sharper than he ever has been and getting rewarded with an excellent take for the goal. The defence were all outstanding tonight with Fabinho making the centre-back role his own and another great display from Kelleher in goal with some fine saves to keep the Wolves at bay. Good to see big Virgil back on the sidelines supporting the boys out on the field tonight and a well-deserved week off for most of the guys who won't be needed in the Champions League during the week. And then on to Fulham next week, fresh and firing. You'll never walk alone. Philip Smith says, What a game. I had that one down as a possible draw or maybe a sneaky win. Quality performances throughout the team. Hard to pick a man of the match. The team worked so well together. The team using Kelleher playing out from the back. The midfield were excellent. Jones has established himself as a first teamer now for me. And Firmino looks like he's getting back towards his best. Salah, another blunder. Happy, happy night in front of actual fans. Henry O'Keefe says, Henderson epitomised the desire and belief this team has. Brilliant all-round team performance and how gratifying it was to watch Kelleher dazzle us once more with such a confident performance. Back on top where we belong. Ryan Deary keeps it rather sweet and simple, says get Genie signed up, sharpish. Samson Ayinde says, what a win, massive three points going into a tough next few weeks. And Thomas Cotra says, I had tears in my eyes after the fourth goal, seeing that performance, listening to the fans, feeling their chance. What a wonderful Monday ahead of us. You'll never walk alone. Well, for more of that, head to Facebook, search for the Blood Red podcast and join the group. Get involved and your comments could well be shared here on the podcast post-game podcast. We'll last to have her say on the night showing here on post-game is Lauren Black. I mean, it was so amazing to see fans back inside Anfield tonight and it was topped off with a great winning performance from, from Liverpool. Um, but it was quite emotional actually to see people sitting on the cop and hearing You Never Walk Alone be sung before the game by fans and you know all the other famous songs that we've got um, going on throughout the 90 minutes as well. Um, this was a moment that we've all been waiting for for such a long time and those those few fans that got to go in and go into the game tonight and see this Liverpool team players champions of England for the first time is is a very special moment and one that'll be remembered for a long time. Um I thought it was a great team performance this evening. Um and to score four goals the way we did against a top Wolves team who you know, we're coming here to win. Um it just proves how good how good we are. Um I thought Kelly Hill had another great game tonight. Um and I was really happy to see that his 
his brilliant Champions League performance against Ajax was re- rewarded with yet another start um, and his Premier League debut. So, yeah, really happy for him. Um, a really good defensive display again. I'm not sure what Andy Robertson is eating for breakfast at the minute, but he needs to tell us his secret because he just doesn't stop running. His energy levels are unbelievable. I think I'm right in saying um, he's started 22 games so far this season for both club and country. So to already have played that amount of games and still be bombing it up and down the left-hand side like he does is is fascinating. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think he deserves a rest lead Michelin's this week. Um, really happy to see Nico Williams playing well the last two matches. Um, he's really stepped up in this period that Trent Alexander-Arland has been missing for. Um, and then same goes for Joel Matip and Fabinho again, who are really solid in that centre-back role. Um, Jordan Henson, Curtis Jones, brilliant performance again in midfield from them too. I thought Bobby Firmino looked really sharp this evening as well. He seems to have gained a lot of confidence back since he got his goal a few games back and was linking up well with Mane and Salad again, which is what we like to see. Um, I think I could highlight every single player this evening um, and they all deserve a mention because everyone gave their all. I think having the fans back in the, in the ground really gave them a huge boost and they wanted to put on a show for them and for us at home and they definitely did that so yeah really happy with the performance Um, obviously Jeannie Ronaldo fantastic performance again from him Um, similar to Robertson I'm so fascinated about the energy levels and how he continues to perform at the top level week in week out it's just remarkable really Um, so yeah similar to Robbo I think he deserves a rest midweek as well but who knows what the team's like um, at the minute considering injury bars and whatnot. but I think having Naby Keita back in as another midfielder really helps take the take the load off um, the likes of Genie and Henderson now over the next couple of games um, but yeah, Michelin up next, final Champions League group stage game on Wednesday night. And I'm ex- like I've said, I'm expecting a couple of regulars to be given a rest. And um, hopefully we, uh, we top off the group with a nice win. Lauren with the last say, with plenty of praise for Andy Robertson and Jeannie Vinaldum here on the post-game podcast. Don't forget, the Blood Red podcast will be with you on Monday afternoon to look back further on the game. And before that, we'll have a special Player of the Year podcast coming to you as well. Keep an ear out for that. Plenty of Liverpool interest in there for sure. But on the night, fans returned to Anfield. It was a fitting display from the champions. Reds on top as the cop Rise to Klopp. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.